0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola.
1: Hello, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. <laughs> In the studio with me, Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds. I, I, I thought for a second there I didn't turn the board on, so I was tripping over <laughs> myself I'm like I oh, It doesn't just say on or off, it says, you know, mm. like, I live or <laughs> I dead. Should say if it was off, it said dead. Then I would be better apt to understand. Right, 7914 is the talking text line. We just been doing an NBA preview. Yeah. Before the show, we didn't even talk about the Bucks though. Uh, did you Did you happen to catch any Wizards games the last nine? <laughs> Johnny Davis. <laughs> the Johnny Davis sighting. Yeah, I know he put up twenty one night, didn't he, or something? Back to back night. Yeah, back to back. All right, all right. He scored double figures seven consecutive games, I believe seven. Yeah, seven. Of the, right. the last seven games, he scored double figures.
2: Yeah, I caught some of the Bucks Wizard game where he, I think it's he. That one, he put up twenty, right? Yep.
1: Yeah. No, he and. Yeah. And then he put put up twenty the day before at the Garden, sure. which is kind of cool. But, yeah. Um. It's always amazing how these people at that level. All you have to do is give them minutes, and they will get statistics. <laughs> but are those statistics efficient? And they aren't. In terms of Johnny's his shooting, anyway, is pretty bad. It's like thirty nine percent.
2: Yeah, he doesn't
1: great. he doesn't shoot
2: well, but uh, you know he's he he's his obviously his his feel for the game has um, improved since the beginning of the year. So he's doing well.
1: I think he's doing really well. And we still haven't had an Aaron Rodgers trade yet. It'd be funny if it doesn't happen. <laughs> do you, do you pay attention to that. Funny or for think? who? Who would this be funny for? That's the that's the question. <laughs> Why do you just retire, right? I said we should do a three-way trade and get the Baltimore, the Baltimore quarterback, whose name always escapes me. Lamar Jackson? Yeah, just do a three-way. I, I think Lamar Jackson's electricity wherever
2: he goes. I don't know why would. Absolutely, wins. absolutely you fantastic. Love
1: or Lamar Jackson?
2: I, I, yeah, I think that anywhere Lamar Jackson goes, he just sets the field on fire. So
1: I, I think it would be fantastic. Um, all right, so – some things I want to talk about hatch baby. I spent a whole show talking about hatch baby. I can't believe, I can't believe that somebody wants to bring it back.
2: All right. I love hatch All right. Baby. We'll talk
1: about it. We'll talk about I it. Love That's hatch baby. I'm sure you do. And Delta, you, mm-hmm. you want to talk about Delta leaving La Crosse airport sounds. I, I will talk about it. I don't it. fly a lot, so I don't know how, I don't know how impactful that is, but mm-hmm. it, I would guess pretty impactful. Yep. Um, Let's see here. Housing. I have a whole bunch of different housing things, okay. and they're all just kind of very general. Sounds good. Um. Oh, I, and I grabbed some notes from last week. I'm going to get rid of the snow shoveling. We we didn't have a public board board of public works meeting this week, did right? Right. So no, I, the last week we talked snow shoveling a little bit because okay. <laughs> last week or last month it snowed. Uh, I hope it doesn't snow again. Ah. Um. Good. New couple of new city council members. I want to know how that transition goes. Uh if you have okay. to uh get them in a room and oh, goodness this is what this is what's going to happen okay <laughs> yeah. no, all right um yeah and then anything else 608-785-7914 uh, first things first uh spring elections any reaction there do you have any you know not so much city council but other stuff that went down i mean the, i think the biggest thing was
2: the turnout was amazing Fifty five percent in the city is just it's remarkable. It's something that we haven't I mean, we've never seen that in a spring election. It is just absolutely stunning. And it really I mean, when you think about it, obviously, that was the intent of some of the things that were on the ballot. Uh, you know, some of the, the resolutions or the referendums, uh, the advisory referendums from both at the state and the county level, those were meant to turn out the vote, and they absolutely did. And uh, certainly, the the amount of spending that went into the state supreme court race had an impact because there was really this, um, you know, the all eyes on the of the nation were on the Wisconsin state supreme court race, and so I think the turnout uh, in that just in our county but statewide i think really echoed how essential it, it 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 seemed in people's minds that that they you know they get their person for the supreme court race so i think the turnout was really the big story and um and really how those uh, how those races were um how they were just uh, they, they were picked up on a national level, and and really, uh, th- how the the focus of the nation was on this,
1: this state supreme court race in the state of Wisconsin. It was pretty kind of a big deal. So I, I feel like forty five million dollars does that to yeah. the race. I mean, yeah. if there's not forty five million dollars, it's still important. But I don't, then, then maybe it doesn't get. I, I feel like it still gets picked up nationally. But that's just a sick amount of money. It's an incredible amount of money. I mean, twenty. I think you know, twenty years ago,
2: this it would have been absolutely unheard of to have anything remotely like this at the state Supreme court level, it just wasn't, it wasn't even on anybody's radar. Uh, So where we are now is just, it's a much different place than, than that. So I, you know, for, for better, for worse. And I love the fact that, that 55% of the voting population turned out in, in the city of La Crosse turned out for the election. That is amazing. And I'm I'm super impressed by that. We got
1: to see some lawsuits though. I mean, these UWL students that are voting, they need to, they need to quit it. Go home and vote. You don't get the vote <laughs> this here. Is, this is their home because they had a huge turnout at, at UWL. I think it was yeah. among the portions of the city. Yeah. UWL yeah. crowd was the biggest. Yeah,
2: it was huge. And and you know again they it, that's Scott, their... Scott Walker didn't love that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. know. If, I don't know what Scott Walker loves anymore. Uh, but it was certainly. And uh, I would say to the UWL students and everyone else, this is their home. If if you if you live somewhere nine months out of the year, eight months out of the year. That's your home. Your home is not where you live. Four months out of the year, that's kind of a vacation home.
1: Right. So All right. So the other thing too, three years ago when you were running for mayor, I remember just having a just making a, a funny joke about uh so we talked about money, your your campaign contribution More like two years ago. Was it two years yeah, it's ago? was like two and a half years ago. Wait a minute. Yeah. Three, so, two, yeah. So I've
2: been in I've been in office for two years. Are now. you halfway through? I'm halfway oh, through. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so but okay, two years, or ago, you could but- say everyone else is halfway through, they're like, Oh man, we're halfway through that guy. <laughs>
1: yeah, <right. laughs> I just remember just being a, well, this well, then my question is, is mood. it doesn't make sense now because I was thinking it was three years, so okay. it just feels like three years. Oh, wow, thanks, that's yeah. that's great, thank well, you, it's thank you, Rick. Fun time thank for you to come as mayor too during a pandemic, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I just remember one of the campaign, one of your friends. Uh, you know, because you could see everybody who donated to your campaign. I'm like, oh, I know that guy. And it was like $3. And yep. Like
2: you know, from like
1: a mayor's race. What are you saying ago. right now? I, like, I'm wondering where this is going. Well, and I was thinking like, first of all, if you see my first question, <laughs> like, are you running for reelection? It's two years away now, not uh, one year. Because I was thinking of uh, like one year. Um, but if you want to announce now, you're running for reelection two years uh, ahead of time. I, I am not going but to announce I was announce thinking now. like if you were a year away, you know, like, ooh, that $45 million, maybe some of that. You know, these mayor's races could get out of control. Yeah. We had mayor's races across the state that were, you know, like kind yeah. of, that we were a little, mm-hmm. I don't know if they, they didn't, probably didn't see uh, millions and millions of dollars, but um, I just, I think all this stuff is, we've seen it with school board races. All this politics yep. is trickling down. I mean, we saw it in the school board race here. We had this this group, outside group, the 1776 Project, yeah. endorsing candidates who apparently didn't want the endorsement. So it's really weird to just see like, oh, my name is on this sheet. Yeah, and apparently they didn't want their name. So, like, when 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 that happens again, next next election will just be like, oh, what groups are going to put people's names on there without their permission?
2: Yeah, I was surprised by that, frankly. The seventeen seventy six group, I got those mailings, and I I was taken aback, and I didn't, I I was surprised, and um, that was an interesting, I, yeah. And I think that that it is important for those candidates to make it very clear. That they, you know, that are, the, you know, those are school board members now, or they will be school board members to make it very clear that that was not, those, those were not endorsements that they saw.
1: We have weird campaign finance laws where $45 million gets flooded into a yep. Supreme Court election, and we must apparently also have weird campaign laws where a group can put people's names on a flyer. I didn't know you could do that. Without their permission. Yeah. Or it was with their permission. Who knows? Maybe it'll come out later that those people. Knowing knowing the people, I doubt it. Right. I mean, I literally asked them both. They said no. No. Yeah. uh, 608-785-7914. Mayor Mitch Reynolds in studio with us for the hour if you want to shoot us a call or call us a text. How about that? (laughs) We'll be back. Life is Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds in studio here for the hour. If you have questions, shoot us a call or send us a text. Shoot us a call. I keep do that. Um, yeah, Brad during the news he, he mentioned that and uh, was also on my list. I don't think I mentioned it before, but um, Delta Airlines ending service in the So essentially, we don't get a nice pop up flight to Minneapolis. Is that what's what is the effect there? And um, do we do we sell the airport at this point? <laughs> <laughs> can we
2: sell the airport? <laughs> wow, that's a whole different conversation. Uh if there are uh, buyers, I am taking offers. No, uh the delta the delta flight, you know, that's that's a big deal. It really is. And it is we it the writing has been on the wall uh since 2020 uh between Delta, United and American. 74 cities have lost regional service. So those airlines have pulled out of 74 cities since uh, 2020. Um, And that's a lot. And we're talking not just places like La Crosse, uh, some places that are smaller, but also Long Beach, California, um, which is a half million people. Kalamazoo, Michigan, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Uh, a lot of different cities, uh, a lot of different demographics, a lot of different need. But these airlines are they are facing a pilot shortage that uh, in some way is is a self-sustained injury this is what they've done to themselves in some ways and despite the american taxpayer bailout of the airlines uh during covid uh something to something around 50 billion dollars despite that uh, these airlines have determined that they don't have a need to um, provide services to regional airports like the city of lacrosse so it is very, very disappointing, especially when you consider the amount of taxpayer funds that have gone to support the business model of these airlines. It's very, very disappointing and very frustrating. but um, And some of the practices that they've been engaged in have led to the very same pilot shortage that they're under right now. You know, I, I get it. Maximizing profits, okay, that's great. But then they come to American taxpayers and they, you know, and they support... Their profits with fifty billion dollars worth of taxpayer funds—it just—it's it doesn't make any sense, and it's—it's it's incredibly frustrating. And and I think that you know we're on the hunt for another air service provider. It's as are the other seventy-three communities that have had uh, air service pulled from them. We are, I think, very fortunate that we still have those two flights uh, coming from O'Hare on American. I think that's great. I mean, not a lot of people don't like to go to O'Hare, but uh, it is, you know, we're not in the same boat as, say, Dubuque, who lost all of their commercial air service. So a pilot, uh, an airport without commercial air service is really just a strip of concrete, um, and that's not what we have. We have a regional airport that is a huge economic engine for this region, and I feel very positive that we're going to find a way forward in the future. I just... It's obviously it 's not great right now, but i feel I feel pretty good about about the future now again, this is not and i 'm not saying that this should substitute for air travel, but the that new that new rail Line, yeah, from Amtrak. That starts at the end of this year, so it's not the same thing as taking a flight to the Twin Cities, but it's about the same amount of time as driving. So you get on a train and you go take the train to the Twin Cities, and um, it's you know you still you still get there. It's just not quite the same as flying.
1: Yeah, a couple of years ago there was there seemed to be some movement on um, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Illinois working on like a three state deal to build high speed rail. Right. I think right, like it yeah, was high speed yeah, rail versus man. whatever Amtrak is. You know, and sorry Amtrak, but you're not. It takes a while. Um, yeah. And now I think Illinois is still on board there, and Minnesota would definitely be on board now that they flipped, their governments flipped. And yeah, what better way to not have to take the airplane is if we could get on a high speed rail that would be just this fast. I think to get to Chicago or to get to Minneapolis. I think conceptually there's a lot of things to budget surplus. <clears throat> yeah. it's not.
2: Seven billion dollars wouldn't touch that. I mean, it's not even close. There's it's so much more. But um, it's yeah, I mean, you can make an argument that you could say that there was there'd be a ton of benefit there. But um, I don't it's practically it's it's not it's not going to happen. Right, we're, for and we're the only
1: country in the world. That a decade, have twenty years. Yeah. It, well, it's got to start somewhere. You can sure. start with you right now. Dude. Sure. Right here we're, we go. We're right in the middle. We just. I mean, lost I mean, I'm going to start.
2: I'm going to start. We're going to start building the rail out from Lacrosse. Right, we'll start in Lacrosse. We'll start the high speed rail in Lacrosse yes. and build outward. Yeah. You know, so,
1: right smack in the middle. Um. Yep. So, uh, and and the the, the big. With Delta leaving the big thing is right, they, they were the ones that went to the cities. Is yep. that the deal, correct? Right, yeah. I mean, you could make the
2: argument that it was kind of let that flight that they had left was an afternoon flight and it wasn't great for connecting flights. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of long layovers, uh, but people there was still huge demand for that flight, to, even despite you know showing up in the Twin Cities. I think that flight was a 405 flight or is a 405 flight now until June. Um, you know, it's you still have the possibility for connections. Oftentimes, those are, but yeah, late afternoon. Oftentimes, there are long layovers. You know, it's not it's not quite what we would want. But it was, um, and, we, and we made the argument to them before. Like this is not this is not the best for us. Okay. But um, but it was it was definitely worth something. And I, you know, we got a number of calls from people who were very disappointed. And um, you know, and I hope you know that. And we, we would do anything we possibly could uh, to keep Delta here, but it's not in their business model. It really isn't. They, they do, A, they don't have pilots. Um, B, they don't see, they from their perspective, this does not fit into their profit
1: model. So right. Capitalism. Um, we do have all that ARPA money. Let's just throw them more millions and billions. Like, throw them, throw them some of your ARPA bucks, right? No. And it, re- it, new- it won't fix it. <laughs> it won't fix it. Please go back. There's yeah. millions and millions of no. dollars. Oh, that wait, they already, we already kind of tried that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I want, uh, we're going to take a break here in a minute. But when we come back, we'll talk about the Joint Finance Committee. Sure. Uh, Jill Billings held a local one here at the Lacrosse Library. Brad Paff and Steve Doyle had one last week. Uh, because the meetings are kind of far away from Lacrosse, I don't know if you feel slighted in that regard. <laughs> but before we get to that, I had uh, Ashlyn Nieder on last week to okay. talk about her. All right. All right. To talk about her. She wants to bring back Blue Baby Yeah. Or Hatch Baby. It's called Hatch, Hatch Baby. Baby yeah. But if you you know if you just Google "Bring Back Blue Baby," you'll see her her uh-huh. like uh, petition to bring it back. Yeah. Um, where is Blue Baby and <laughs> and is it just in the basement somewhere? City on, has it. Yeah, it's an undisclosed location. Undisclosed on city property, maybe, or in your ba- maybe it's in your basement. <laughs>
2: like, mm, not confirming anything <laughs> at this point.
1: Um, did, okay, so Blue Baby two years ago, I think, was vandalized beyond repair. Uh, beyond repair in terms of like we would have to bring the German artist here, and that's that was part of her conversation with Wolfgang Auer, the German artist who created it. Hmm. But did we have to pay Wolfgang Hour? Uh, like, it was valued at twenty three grand. We broke it under our watch. So what, what? happened? Yeah, I think I believe there was an insurance settlement. I don't remember what the dollar amount was. Okay, so it was insured, and it just yeah. kind of then your rates go up. through our but do our yeah. art baby our blue baby yeah, it was it insurance was insurance such out? a it was just such a small dollar amount it's, okay yeah. so does the city then own blue baby who owns blue baby
2: that's a really good question i don't have an answer for that
1: okay cuz when she was in here we we hashed it out we got okay. a plan okay if the city owns blue baby we just sold a building for a dollar hmm? can we still sell blue baby to an organization for a dollar like brother's bar probably love to have blue baby and then we'll get an artist in here to put it back together again and they'll put it up inside Brothers Bar. It'll be the biggest hit ever. Everybody will be coming in. If the
2: Fortneys are listening right now, I am taking <laughs> offers. So. You're taking offers on Blue Baby.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, bring back Blue Baby. Go sign the petition. we got to bring it back. We'll be back. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk DM. 608 785 7914 is the Talk Attack Slime. Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds in studio with me. You were just at the joint. Finance Committee unofficial hearing <laughs> with members of the Joint Finance Committee hosted by Lacrosse Assembly Rep Jill Billings at the Main Street Library. Um so the two year budget plan is taking comments from the public uh across the state. I think tomorrow they're in the Dells or tomorrow no, tomorrow they're in Eau Claire. Yeah, tomorrow in Eau Claire and, and Wednesday in the, the Dells. Dells. Yeah. I'll be in the Dells on Wednesday.
2: And um to and I you know, it's it's one of those it's a uh, uh, Representative Billings, you know she she, uh, def- uh, she she called it a cattle call. So, I heard the description was, and it really is. You you show up and you sign in, and you, you might sit there all day. But um, my hope is that I can get there, get in, get early, do the testimony, and get back to work. But um, the the I my goal is to identify for lawmakers exactly the how impactful it will be if there aren't significant changes made to how. The state uh, provides funding to local governments as it should be doing. Um, you know, I we keep calling this shared. It's always been called shared revenue, and that's fine. I told uh, uh, Representative Billings. At this afternoon at the hearing here at the La Crosse Library, said it should be called state obligated revenue. It's our money, and and they're they're sitting on it. They're obviously hoarding it because they got seven billion dollars in excess. All the while that the, the the funding for local government has been stagnated over the last twenty years, so that we can't afford the increases just from inflation. So it's and it's. You know, it has a potential for devastating city services, and it has decreased services over time, and it will continue to do that. And we're, we're, we're reaching a cliff right now because well, I made the choice a couple of years ago to use the federal ARPA funding to continue city services as they are, instead of making some substantial cuts to police and fire and parks and library and streets and everything else. Um, but at some point in 2025, actually, if if we don't get a fix from the state legislator, we're going to have to make substantial cuts. And I mean, cuts we're going to, you know, for police, we're going to we'll have to get rid of the neighborhood resource officers. And that is an incredibly popular Program Those officers will have to go because that is, even though they have a significant impact on our community, significant positive impact on our neighborhoods and on children and on just the, the quality of life and the perception of safety in our city, that's not something that that we can afford if we have to sustain the cuts that will have to come if the legislature doesn't come up with a funding fix. We'll have to, you know, we'll have to make cuts to the fire department. I'm not sure what that'll mean for the fire department at this point. We'll have to talk about that. More cuts to the library system. You know, and there are library board members at the hearing we just had here at the library and they they know the implications of that. They understand what will happen if there are more cuts to the library system. For for the parks department, some of the things that we take for granted and I'll tell you right now, there are very few, if any, uh, cities in, in the state of Wisconsin that are... And, and I, I don't, Actually, I don't think there are any cities in the state of Wisconsin that have three public pools. And so that, that's going to be on the chopping block. And not only that, recreational activities from the Parks Department. There's going to be all sorts of things we simply cannot do if, um, if there's not a change to how the state legislature provides funding to local governments. Are, are you so, saying
1: we're going to sell a pool... We need to get rid of a pool.
2: There, will, well, how would that work? I, there, I don't know how. If I'm not exactly sure, what if we're going to sell it or if we're just going to, you know. To turn it into a uh, a, a a skate park or <laughs> i right. don't know but i mean the truth is we will not be able to afford all the services that we provide and that includes pools that includes recreational activities that includes all the things that we like and that provide quality of life for the residents in the city of lacrosse we will simply not be able to afford those and that's we're talking in 2025 if if this does not go well we will not have the arpa dollars to backfill like we do now and so that means $3 million minimum in cuts.
1: All right. So we're talking about all these cuts. The one cut you didn't mention was the airport. <laughs> well, we couldn't make any cuts to airport services? or, or it-
2: So the airport is self-sustaining. Yeah. It is an enterprise fund, so it does not, no general fund dollars go to the airport. It, com- it All the revenue from the airport sustains the airport. Um. And so it's not, it's com- it's, in some ways, it's completely off the books. So... Um, you know, it's it it's yeah. Again, it's completely self-sustaining as all enterprise funds should be. Um, so that's not something that's in the equation. Now we will lose revenue with uh, with Delta moving on, um, but that that also means that we will decrease costs uh, at the airport, and so it will continue to be self-sustaining. So much land there! If we just got rid of the airport, we, the amount of housing and huge buildings. neighborhood that would be a huge. That's like a, that we
1: double the size of the north side. Um, All out of the floodplain, too. Joe is calling. And you want, I think you want to talk about Del- losing Delta Airlines. Oh, yeah, headphones. All right, Joe, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, Joe.
0: Hey, Mitch. Hey. Um, one thing COVID taught us is that uh, we don't need to be in the office. We don't need to be at meetings. We can use Zoom, I mean, for good or bad, whatever that was. We know that that's possible and everybody's done it. Don't we think that in the future with VR, everybody everybody that needs to go to the meeting uh, will actually be able to just put on a headset from their home, and everybody's going to be in the same meeting room. I mean, we can probably even look at the coffee maker and judge when it's time to make coffee. You know, as good as VR is now. Right? Do we really need the Do we really need the infrastructure for these trains and these planes and and all this going on when? It seems so archaic with the technology we have now. When everybody can just go to a meeting room and see each other on the VR headset, yeah. there's no reason for a guy to have to fly to. I want to go to uh, the
1: Bucks game. The Twin Joe.
0: Cities every day for a meeting or twice yeah. a week for a meeting. It just seems ridiculous.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, but- there's and that's that's. I, I think that we have made those. There's a lot of choices that have been made in that regard, certainly. Um, and I think that that will that trend. I agree with you. Will continue. I do think that that obviously does not. That does not help our leisure travelers at all, but uh, certainly that is a smaller percentage of who flies in and out of the airport.
0: The other point I wanted to make, too, and get your thoughts on this. Do we think that marijuana legalization across the country has cut into, and maybe you have more info on why there isn't as many pilots? I think it's twofold. A lot of our military isn't based on training pilots anymore. It's based on training drone flyers. Yeah. So we have less pilots available that come back from war zones. Also, with marijuana, I mean, I know when I get baked, the last thing I'm going to do is jump in a multi-ton thing and start it up and try to fly it around the country. I think a lot of a lot of people have lost interest in doing things like that just because marijuana kind of makes everything seem crazy like that.
2: I think Joe, and I appreciate that. There's actually a lot of uh, a lot of sensible things to what you just said there, and I think that we've also seen uh, the it, uh, expansion of drug usage has impacted the people who are available to staff emergency services. Uh, I think that there is certainly something to be said for um, the lack of candidates we have available for uh, our police department because of, because of that very thing. Uh, but uh, definitely there is a connection with the lack of pilots coming out of the military, uh, BRAC closures, uh, and um, how that has impacted the qualified candidates mm-hmm. for flying. There is, we could certainly change how we qualify pilots in terms of hours and all of that. And there has not been an appetite for that. I think that is these closures over the last three years. And again, 74 different cities, I think, has lent um, an urgency to changing the, how pilots are qualified. And I think that, we're, that that trend is going to continue. And I think we're also going to see more opportunities for pilots getting trained to. Um, we're, to seeing, fly.
1: we're seeing this in a lot of <laughs> like a lot of industries right i'll just go to back to the school board right teachers we have we have teacher shortages across the nation yep. i think even in the lacrosse school district there's a bit of a teacher shortage uh pilot shortage when we talk about this stuff we need these entities that that host you know whatever the schools or the the airlines, they need to invest in those, like train, maybe they need to be the ones that that invest in. Uh, Gunderson was doing that, I think, with nurses, right? They Mm. were paying nurses and then to to get a nursing degree, whatever the degree was, and then you had to stay at Gunderson for a year. So if Delta would invest in training their pilots, and then, hey, you have to stay at Delta for two years and be a pilot, and and then problem solved, right? Like if, if the La Crosse School District sent some kids... To college to get a education degree, and then you have to stay with the school district for mm. two years or whatever. I don't know. Solved. There you go. I mean, I would say the school district um, school district a little different
2: because it's state funded. They're get they're it. a little they're a little tapped out at this point, but they do provide uh, education to student teachers every single day. And um, well, uh, the school
1: district thing goes back to what you were saying before when you have to you have to travel to where you're going to. Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin Dells to yeah. basically beg the legislature to do something about the demand. 7.1. It's more like it's more demanding than begging, but yeah. well, demanding. Well, you, you, good thing you're not in the legislature because if you demand something, then they just kick you out if you're too. You know what? Yeah,
2: I, I I tend to get a little riled up and cantankerous, and uh, I will only have two minutes, so I will only have so much time to ramp up uh, before uh, before they kick me out. So hopefully, I won't even get to that
1: point. Um, and you said, Dr. Aaron Engel, the lacrosse school superintendent, is headed to Eau Claire tomorrow to I, kind of do the I, same thing. You I know believe what so. I don't. I don't remember exactly his plans. I think
2: that's what he said. He was either going to the Eau Claire or the Dells or something. So
1: now, when you go to the when you go to the Dells to to, to make this, are you taking maybe a bus and then you just take a whole bunch of people from the city to you know that would be <laughs> anyone that wants to go to the Dells jump in and we'll, and you want to testify. I mean, you want to be the first one off the bus so you can sign the sheet first cause you but then again, I guess you would have to wait for everybody else to to testify before you could leave. You said you wanted to get back early yeah, I mean I, I have other work to do I you know it's, it's not
2: i don't I don't have the luxury of being able to sit in a budget hearing all day, uh, but I will certainly be there as long as I have to to provide my testimony to try to make an impact i mean it's very important for me to for i think for the legislature to understand just what how much of an impact um their lack of action will have on our community. And it's not just our community. It's every community throughout the state. Every community in the state is facing to some degree the same challenges that we are in terms of emergency services and other services that are provided big or small town village city it doesn't matter we're all kind of in the same boat i mean yeah there are varying degrees i mean you know milwaukee's got some really 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 big problems and maybe the problems aren't so big in heartland or brookfield uh... depending on what the situation is but the funding formula doesn't work for any of us and our inability to adequately fund emergency services doesn't work for any of us i mean the reason why people are dying waiting for uh, paramedics to show up in some parts of the state is that they simply the, the there's not enough funding to pay for full time. You know we're we're we should feel grateful every single day for what we have here in our region, in our city, in our community, with having full time fire. Um, e- an EMS at our disposal because that is not something that is present all throughout the state We were there still a lot of the state still relies on volunteer ambulance drivers Which is great except when you're waiting 45 minutes and someone's having a heart attack and that is not great And that's the type of thing that we're facing throughout the state of Wisconsin And it's it's more acute in some places than others But it is really the that is the responsibility of the state legislature to come up with uh, a, a, An appropriate level of, of funding for local municipalities so So we can continue to provide the services that you count on on a daily, daily basis. And at at this point, I think the $7 billion surplus that they're sitting on is a very good indication that they're not doing their jobs, frankly. And, you know, it doesn't mean that I want them to carve out $7 billion and just hand it over to us. I want a formula that is sustainable over time. And giving out one-time funds ain't it, you know? giving out a a pathway forward so that we can have sustainable funding over the next 20, 30, 40 years, that'll help. That'll do it. You know, if you want to go spend $290 million on American Family Field, go do it. I don't mind that. Take, carve off that surplus and go spend that money. But make sure that we have a sustainable funding formula so that I can help, I can continue pro- to provide police, fire, uh, still have recreation in parks, still have a library service that makes sense, still be able to pay the contract for your garbage service. All the things that we find essential in our community that make the quality of life so high here.
1: Yeah, I've been saying this for a while. The capital, the, the budget surplus, the $7 billion budget surplus is one thing. Right. And the two-year budget plan is kind of like a whole separate whole thing. A whole separate thing. Because the, the budget surplus money, you, you, you we kind of got to use that for infrastructure or something that's one-time funding. Yep. Um, but you're saying the two-year process, the two-year budget down the road and, and – and, f- and f- in the future the yeah in the we future need a, we need a plan that's sustainable i agree uh, but it is funny that the legislature controlled by republicans have sat on the budget surplus f- since at least two januarys ago so well over a well, year. well it's been
2: growing it hasn't been the same you know it hasn't right. been well, the was same 3 amount. Billion at yeah. one
1: point and now it's 7 billion but we ha- we don't even have a plan to use it so right. um anyway mm-hmm. um oh what was the other thing oh when you, when you talk about ha- having to make cuts you say please fire library Everything's more expensive. Is there a thing that you could point to and you go, this is why just like it costs more to pay the electricity bill. Therefore I have to cut a a resource officer to pay the, you know, like, why, like, is there things that you can count to that are more sure. expensive now?
2: Yeah, I mean, there are inflationary pressures that we feel, just like everybody else feels. I mean, the reason why Social Security recipients, recipients got an 8.7% increase uh, cost of living adjustment uh, was because of inflationary pressures. I mean, we were not able to do that for our employees. Uh, but we had to provide some level of increase because they hadn't had a cost of living adjustment in, I don't know, three years or something like that. So that is one of those pressures. We have, to, we have to pay our employees. Otherwise, we won't have employees to do the work that we need to do to provide services for our community so that the cost of asphalt is greater. The cost of fuel is greater. All the energy inputs are greater. The cost of machinery uh, equipment is greater. The cost of bullets is greater. The cost of vest uh, bulletproof vest is greater. Um, Healthcare costs are greater. We're we're self insured, and so everything that that comes out of our plan, we have to pay for. Those costs increase. All of the costs that reg that people that you face, folks that you face every single day, those cost pressures are something that we face as well. Uh, and. The cost of contracting, that is significantly higher for all sorts of different contracted costs that we incur, whether it be uh, legal or engineering or surveying or whatever it is. We still contract those costs out, and all those costs are higher as well. So, yeah, absolutely. It's not one thing, but it's a lot of things.
1: All right, we'll be back to wrap up with LaCrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds. All right, I'm just gonna wrap up here with Lacrosse Mayor Mitch Reynolds. A couple minutes to go. Uh, so, in conclusion, uh, did you sign the petition to bring back Hatch Baby? <laughs> no comment. I'm not gonna comment on yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we, if we can sell it, yeah. Can we sell it for a dollar? If, if we can sell, once it's untied from legal, apparently it's tied from in legal. Who's your pick for the finals? It's the finals, mm-hmm. the NBA finals. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just go Bucks. And Bucks Lakers, man. Absolutely, Bucks Lakers. If Austin Reeves is healthy for the Lakers.
2: If Austin Reeves, he's the linchpin? Austin Reeves? All right. Bucks Lakers.
1: No. I don't even, I can't even name a West team right Bucks now. Bucks and Six. Well, that's a thing. It's <laughs> always a thing. Delta, we're going to sell the airport. That's another thing. We're, we're gonna not do.
2: selling the airport. We'll sell the airport. Airport's yeah. not for sale. No.
1: I mean, I'd, I'd love
2: to have uh, other partners in the airport. I think that would be great for the county to be partnered partner with the City of La Crosse in the airport. It's a regional airport, um, but uh, it's not for sale.
1: Just politically, I mean, we talk about, like, the administrative costs. Everyone wants to always get rid of administration, but if we got rid of the airport, how many people are you really pissing off? Nobody flies out of the airport. The, you talk about recreational travel. No, like
2: come on. Uh, we have a tremendous. Uh, those are the demand is extremely high for flights out of La Crosse Airport. Our, those flights are full. Uh, it is well clearly
1: not because Delta said see you later.
2: That uh, wasn't it at all. No, that Delta. I think apparently you were not listening the entire time when I talked about the pilot shortage and their business model and their profiteering. Uh, but that is really why they're pulling out of uh, uh, the La Crosse Airport. It has nothing to do with demand. Demand is incredibly high for flights to the, both the Twin Cities and Chicago. And there would, it would be, if we added
1: Detroit back, the demand would be high for that as well. So you're not going to win re-election in two years if you don't. If you sell the airport? You're saying that's bad politically? I haven't talked
2: about running for re-election.
1: I was trying to get
2: you. Yeah, no, I heard you.
1: Phoenix Suns. I mean Kevin Durant
2: You think Suns?
1: No way you can't stop Kevin Durant. The guy shot fifty five percent. First player ever to shoot fifty five
2: Lakers and Bucks.
1: Ninety free throw Lakers are, the Lakers
2: are a real team now. They're a real team. They're not they're once everybody's healthy. LeBron in the playoffs.
1: The Bucks aren't even healthy. Like Chris Middleton's not even healthy anymore.
2: He's healthy enough. He's healthy enough. He's healthy enough. Bucks are amazing. They're they're gonna steamroll the East. But I I don't know. Lakers are a dark horse, man. I didn't like that
1: Celtics game
2: the other day. Uh, Good point. All
1: right. Thanks, Mayor.
2: See you.